So, first page of the paper today is um, fiends charged with five decoys posing as underage girls. So, a northeast paedophile was snared after sending sexual online messages to fifty believed was five underage girls. The boy, first fifty-seven, was exposed by vigilante paedophile hunters posing as teenager on fake Facebook accounts. So, the boy, Philip Fannin. Uh, asked the decoys to send him naked images of themselves and also sent him pictures of his private parts. Well, Mackie, Aberdeen Sheriff Court heard how the boy approached one decoy called Cassie, uh, who identified herself as 13, and he immediately asked, uh, you're a young girl, do you want to chat an old man? He asked another decoy, uh, would you join me in the shower? In September this year, the vigilantes confronted Bor at his home and contacted the bobbies. He admitted five charges of sending sexual communications to what he believed to be girls under age of 16. Um, he was spared jail yesterday and was instead placed on the sex offenders register and ordered to carry out 200 hours of unpaid work. So, well, there you go. Um, that's uh, uh, hopefully one less uh, person like that online. And if, um, you know, the uh, vigilante folk. I'm sure uh, they did a good job in bringing all this kind of things to Bobby's attention. So, uh, well done to them. Now, here's a, here's a, um, a different kind of story, but a very sad in a uh, search and rescue hound Diesel uh, dies. So, a heroic Aberdeenshire search and rescue dog who helped save thousands of lives across the world with his quick moves and refined senses has died. Uh, Diesel, the Springer Spaniel, has been praised by fire chiefs as an amazing contribution to emergency teams working around the clock to help communities around Scotland. The Portlethen-based dog first joined the United Kingdom International Search and Rescue uh, team in 2012 and then the fire service in 2015. He retired in 2020 and was succeeded by a six-year-old English Springer Spaniel, Mark, who has now been a search dog uh, with the National Service for more than a year. Throughout his career, Diesel has been called into action more than 300 times and played a vital role in finding trapped or injured casualties in earthquakes. Uh, members of the fire service announced Diesel's death on social media yesterday, paying tribute to the heroic animal. Uh, the post read, Unfortunately, we have to announce that Diesel's collar was removed for the last time today. Uh, he is at peace now, but his memory will live on from what he has done for the uh, fire and rescue service and the international search and rescue team. Uh, Diesel served us with all with us all over the world. An amazing contribution to search and rescue from a brilliant dog. Um, thank you for your service, pal. Sleep well, Diesel. So, um, very poignant. Diesel spent his life working alongside fire crew commander Gary Carroll, who took him in the day he was born and watched him grow into an incredible search dog. Um, they were deployed in Nepal in 2015 as part of the UK search team. After an earthquake hit the region and thousands died um, in 2019, Diesel got his paws on the International Fund for Animal Welfare's Animal of the Year Award for his dedicated service to communities. Um, he was known for the signature uh, doggles by <laughs> he wore 
when traveling by helicopter and the protective boots he used to swiftly move around collapsed buildings without hurting his paws. Oh my lord. And there's some, well, there's a couple of cracking photos in with him looking over a, a yeah, a steen or a, a bit of a collapsed building with a, a wireless aside him and his feet and his little uh, slippery things. <laughs> and, you know, what a cracking dog he looks so. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're all very sad and, and um, upset at the fire service now, but he's, uh, you know, had a very meaningful life and he's done a fantastic a lot of good. So, yes, R.I.P. Diesel. Now here is the station, fit for the city after two-year revamp. So this is uh, Aberdeen once again is a real station befitting the city. A business leader said yesterday after its £8 million redevelopment was officially completed, uh, Transport Minister Jenny Ruth was in the Granite City to officially open the redeveloped station. It's been two years of being up to standard with a raft of improvements made to all areas of the station for its uh, retail space to lounges and its taxi rank. In particular, Scott Rail worked with the Railway Heritage Trust to restore the North Corner Pavilion building, a significant A-listed building and a link to the classic age of rail and the days of steam locomotives which had fallen to disappear. Russell Borthwick, Chief Executive of Aberdeen Chamber of Commerce, hopes there are further improvements to rail in the North East to come. He said, this investment in the facilities at Aberdeen Station is very welcome, creating a mere fitting experience for passengers arriving in and departing from our city. The next challenge is to ensure that mere folk are using the facilities because they are choosing to travel by rail. Um, well, and I must say the photos of it look uh, absolutely fantastic and it certainly is a, a big improvement <laughs> if it was a four. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll definitely be a, a Aberdeen a better light for folks arriving by train for the first time. So um, yeah, I'm quite partial to a hurl on the train noon again. And uh, you know, with the rain station at Contour now, but we've got off at Aberdeen to change. It looks like it'll be a far better experience. So yeah, onwards and upwards for the choo-choos for Aberdeen. <coughs> now here's a Scots factory to build electric 4x4, so an electric off-road vehicle intended to gain only way is set to become the first car to be mass-produced in Scotland for 40 years. The Monroe Mark I will be the first car to enter mass production in Scotland since the Chrysler factory near Paisley shut down in 1981. The new 4x4 being built by Monroe Vehicles already has orders coming in for around the globe. Uh, delivery of the Monroe are expected to commence in 2023. The car, which will be priced for about £60,000, can run for up to 16 hours on a single battery charge. And the company is hoping to increase capacity for it moves for its current headquarters in East Kilbride to a purpose-built factory in central Scotland. Far production will increase to more than 250 cars a year. The idea for the car came from Monroe Vehicles co-founders Russell Peterson and Ross Anderson. Uh, they were on a camping trip in the Heelands. When the cars they were driving were struggling with the steep climbs, and they, they come up with the idea of an electric 4x4, so, well, um, you know, depends what kind of car they hit, I suppose, if they're, you know, going up and doing the hilly bits up in the Heelands, but, um, you know, certainly I think an all-modest miner would cope with a bit, but most new cars would be not too bad, but, um, anyway, if it's, uh, given my idea, and they've got it up and going, and it's, um, they're getting orders in already, then, it might be a success, you never know, but it'd be good to have some kind of car production back in Scotland, that's for sure. But, uh, hopefully it'll be better than the, the last things that was made here. We'll see. 
Good luck to them anyway. Now here's Vampire's Rock Music Saga to swoop in on time for Halloween, so uh, music fans will have something to sink their teeth into in the next chapter of Steve Steinman's Vampire's Rock Saga swoops into Aberdeen's PJ Live. The bosses at the venue expect Vampire's Rock Day of the Dead to be in demand for tickets King and sale later this week. The spectacular show featuring the Symphonic Rock Orchestra will see a full cast of singers and dancers perform some of the greatest rock classics. Uh, Louise Stewart, interim managing director at PJ Live, said, This is a night for our rock fans, for you can expect an impressive portfolio of the very best rock classics. Hit after hit will fill the venue with that powerful electric sound with an atmosphere to match. Uh, if you've never experienced Steve Steinman's shows before, they're absolutely fantastic and not to be missed. <laughs> she would say that, obviously. Uh, the Vampire's Rock Saga, known as 20th Year, is the brainchild of Steve Steinman, a number one recording artist and critically acclaimed show producer. Uh, having appeared on Stars on the Rise as Meatloaf almost 30 years ago, he hasn't looked back and made a full-blown career ever since building a fan base. Most rock stars will be proud of. Vampire Rock, Day of the Dead, will be at the PNJ Live just in time for Halloween next year, arriving on October the 30th. So tickets going on sale on Friday at 10 o'clock. That's your cup of tea. Um, I think I might uh, get a body swerve, but um, I'm going to see the Proclaimers next weekend. That's, um, you know, that's more in my line, maybe. <laughs> more for all their geezers. But anyway, I'm sure lots of folk will enjoy our thing. Yeah, more, I might find out more about it. It might be be okay, but meatloaf, I can talk about later. Now, just finish up with sport as normal. Uh, back page paper day is uh, Don's target has been a key player for his club. So, Everdeen will land one of Tranmere Rovers key players if they can complete a deal to bring Josh uh, Dakres Cogley to Pitoji. And that's a view of Paul Harper, co-host of podcast This is Tranmere. Attacking fallback uh, Dakers Cogley uh, is out of contract at the end of the season and the Dons are poised to mark their move to bring a 26-year-old to the Scottish Premiership when the transfer window opens next month. So, well, we'll just see if it happens. If um, he actually does, you know, if Goodwin gets a deal across the line, then all well and good. Um, and if um, he's as good as a, the Tranmere podcast money says he is, then it might be a good deal. But, um, the other bit of the back page is uh, about the Brazil winning last night, but obviously that was our finished news, so it's uh, Spain's out, beat by Morocco on penalties, which is quite a good thing, fine to see some of the little team he's going through, and uh, Portugal's too, this hammered Switzerland, 6-1 uh, I think it was in the end, so um, a hat-trick for a young Luna, so I'd say it was good to see. Um, so yeah, World Cup shaping up pretty nicely I think, but uh, yeah, hopefully this Luna arrives for Aberdeen and uh, we'll help him onwards and upwards, so come on everybody. Now that's me done for the announcement we book the stories of today's prison journal on Tuesday, December the 6th, 2022. So, um, we're extremely nippy kind of day up in Aberdeen today. Rainy showers on and off me today, but uh, certainly a lot colder tonight uh, later on. And, you know, the morning is supposed to be the day that the snow arrives, so it certainly seems calm enough for it. So, we'll just see if it happens. But um, we cannot complain. We've had a good run without being, you know, drastic with our. Um, anyway, thanks very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure and tell a pal about it. And if uh, 
you know, there's uh, somebody you can think of that uh, might like to listen to it or listen to it in one of the back episodes, which is Honorzo, then please let him get with the Doric Express. It would just be dandy. In the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Doodaloo. Constitution, speak the book, we're rules again. Longfield, Bellfield, Manorfield, and Tannerfield. Lights of local stories that you believe in a hill.